0: Welcome back Islanders to the double eye show fantasy Island. We got you covered and this is week 13 starts and sits. We're going to go over all the guys that you must have in your lineups and all the guys that don't got to go home, but they got to get the fuck off the field. We're going to start off right now with sweet teas must start for week 13 T take it away.
1: All right. So my must start of week 13 is going to be Gino Smith against the Rams. Now, hear me out, guys. Last week, he had 328 yards passing and two TDs, two tutties, guys. And in five straight games, he's thrown for multiple touchdowns. So if you're a fantasy owner that has him, this guy is a must start. He's going to get you those points. He's going to keep racking them up just the way that he's been doing over the last five starts. So it just to me, it's a no brainer, especially against a Rams team that is Completely decimated by injuries, and they're just a mess over there. And now Aaron Donald's out too, guys. So Geno Smith is going to have a lot more time to be able to sit back and find those receivers and find those open guys or run it with his feet. So I really like me some Geno Smith in week 13.
2: Yep. I think it's low hanging fruit. You know, the Rams are shutting everybody down, it seems like. Jalen Ramsey can't stop nobody, so no one fears their secondary really. And I just think that they're going to be on the field so much. And and hats off to them, guys, because they're really keeping the the scores of the other teams really down. They're not getting blown out in games. You know, so I don't know if they're going to do that. I think Geno will have a good game. I think, like you said, the biggest thing is Aaron Donald's not playing. It's going to be hard for them to pressure the quarterback. And, yeah, should be a, a pretty easy win for Seattle
0: the most efficient quarterback in the league this year. I know we kind of always bring it up, but I mean, that's highway robbery, what they got with that Russ deal. And I'm I'm counting the money that Russ got to from Denver. Seattle's laughing all the way to the bank with that contract. So like you guys gave him that they're rolling with Gino. And from what I'm hearing, they're down a roll with Gino next year as well. They're I mean, trying to resign
2: yeah. him. Yeah. Why wouldn't you, mm-hmm. you know, go ahead and draft a quarterback because you're going to get good picks from Denver. You know what I mean? Draft a quarterback, sit him down, and Gino, it's your job until you fuck it up. Pretty easy, bro. Or you break your fucking leg, whatever. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I would. You know, let the kid sit for a year or two, whoever you want. You don't got to rush him. But, hey, maybe it was that they didn't let Russ throw the ball all over the field because they were protecting him, Doug. They're thinking, man, motherfucker, you can't do that. You can't do that shit consistently. You have to run the ball. We want to protect you. Nope. I want to throw, go to Denver, bitch. Look what happens there. But I think he needs a new coach too. But
0: anyway, no Russell Wilson talk. So there it is. Get Geno Smith in your lineups for week 13 and shout out to all the Russell Wilson owners that completely cut bait. And were like, I'm done with this guy early in the season and then picked up Geno Smith. And now Geno Smith has you in a position to get to the playoffs or maybe even win your league. Smart owners. All right, King, let us know who you have as your must-start week 13.
2: Well, I think I'm just going to roll with you guys earlier in pregame or pre-show. we talking about it pregame, Like, mm-hmm. fucking playing in the game, guys. Getting all pumped up and lathered up and shit. But I'm going White Mike against the Vikings. We got the
1: lathered part.
2: Yeah, I know, dog. But don't go there, man. See how you are, dude? Look, we're trying to talk about a show, all right? Not your preferences. But White Mike, New York Jet quarterback, and I'm just going to say this only because its I think it's like we, both you guys nailed it, and Bombo especially was just a team rallied around the guy, and they played for him. And I think they're going to do the same. I think Minnesota's got a tough game. The Jets are a very, very good defense. And their front line puts pressure on the quarterback without blitzing. And that's what's so fucking good about them. They do not need to blitz, and they can cover guys. So I think too, I think the issue that's, you know, for them is they're going to be on the field a lot, the defense, because I think that Minnesota is going to go out three and out a lot. And I think that Minnesota's D, they don't have a lot of depth. They lost a couple guys in their secondary. Their best player is hundred year old Patrick Peterson. So I think it's tough over there for them. And I think that just the the volume of plays and the volume of pressure on them is just going to they they give up chunks of yards in the middle of the field to everybody this year. This is going to be no different. So, I'd start Mike White this week.
0: Yeah, the Jets are not the Jets that we're thinking that they should be. They got a winning record. They they have weapons on the field and it's really the quarterback play that's made people question if they can get it done because right now if you think about it, if there was a star quarterback in that backfield with Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, everybody would be like, hey, you know, this this is a high-powered offense firing on all cylinders just off the talent that they have in their pass catchers. And right now, White Mike is the guy that is getting the talent to do the most. And we talked about it earlier. Elijah Moore caught a touchdown. This guy was trying to talk his way off of the team. He was trying to do all he can. He was mad. He was bashing Zach Wilson. Coaches had to talk to him. He was inactive bring in white Mike. All of a sudden he's catching touchdowns, having fantasy relevant days. So yeah, I'm with you. Plus we talked about it earlier. I think it's, this is the type of game that Minnesota loses.
2: I think the one thing too, is remember earlier in the year, their offense wrapped around Brees Hall. Mm -hmm. He was catching a little five yard pass and running for 60 touchdown, running around the end. Everyone was fucking involved. They were winning. Once he went down, all that shifted to quarterback now. And the quarterback
1: got exposed. it, yeah, I was just going to say it exposed him, but I i mean, King, I mean, putting your coconuts out there a little bit because you got a guy who's not that proven yet, although I'm a big fan of his and what he was able to do last week. But going up against a team like the Vikings, it's going to be a shootout, definitely. And the Vikings, I mean, they went toe to toe with the Bills and they ended up winning that one. So and they made plays when they needed to on defense. So I think it's going to be kind of interesting, but I do think that, yeah, there's a, there's a strong chance that White Mike kind of pulls this one out of his ass and and actually upsets I, the I like the Jets
2: here. Look, guys, I mean, the reality is the NFC is so soft this year. I mean, think about it. Philly's the best team, and they've never, they won, I don't think they won a playoff game. I don't think Jalen Hurts has won a playoff game. And they're the best team. So how are they going to do in the playoffs? briscoe's good they're getting healthy but besides that who's there tampa bay the rams they're all done they're crap you got a team like the vikings is the number three team in the nfc they can be beat they can be beat on any day by anybody the bears included houston included i just think that they're that kind of team still you know it's a first year for that coach too and their quarterback is who he is but i'm not going to go there but white mike my starter
0: Nice. And I'll throw my coconuts out there as well. If they still had Brees Hall on this team when they turned to White Mike, not only do I think they're a playoff team, but they also get a playoff win, especially if it's against the Titans or something like that in the first round. They'd beat the Titans in the first round for sure. Or the Chargers. All right. I'm going to go into my must start and it's stemming off of what we all saw Thanksgiving Day with that Cowboys game. CD Lamb, are we ready to say that this is a straight-up wide receiver one going forward? I know that he was getting drafted in the wide receiver two range. He was kind of inconsistent when they didn't have Dak back there. Now that Dak is getting his groove back, it seems like he knows where his bread and butter is. Anytime that they're not running the ball, they're throwing to CD Lamb. You got some Dalton Schultz sprinkled in there, but CD Lamb put on a show on Thanksgiving. I personally thought that was a touchdown catch out of the back of the end zone, but you know, they... They said that heel touched out of bounds, but that toe came down. Two of those toes came down. And what was interesting about that play is they went to him after a big gain. Like they didn't even let him catch his breath. Literally the next play was throw it to CeeDee Lamb in the end zone, which means that the offense and, and the coaching staff is trying to get him those stats, whether they be, it's not stat padding or anything like that, but. Feed feed him when the momentum is there, and he's a big play. He gets a big play every game, and they're ready to go right back to him. That's wide receiver one usage, and with like Jamar Chase going down, him having his issues, even though he's due to come back pretty soon. Cooper Cup out. Really, the the most consistent wide receiver ones, you know, like a Diggs, Justin Jefferson. You were expecting a lot of these guys to be a consistent wide receiver one, and they're just not. But C. D. Lamb is throwing his hat into the ring letting them know that he has not gone away. I think they have a really comfortable schedule coming up. Starting with week 13 against the Colts, he's going to torch them. We just saw Pickens torch them. We just saw Kenny Pickett do it in the air against that team. I think Dak's way better than Kenny Pickett. I think the offensive line is playing awesome right now for Dallas. It's getting Dak that time to get into his number one guy. And Quite frankly, CeeDee Lamb is just unguardable right now. What do you guys think? I
2: think the thing that is like you talked about and named all these guys and the issue with them and their consistency is their quarterback play. And really, since Dak has come back from his injury, he's been balling out and he's got better every week. And Michael Gallup getting healthy is really helping CeeDee Lamb. And now CeeDee Lamb gets the opportunity too, to at least be the number one guy for a couple weeks before he's getting, you know, he was getting punked the first couple weeks. But he's a stud. And it's showing, man. This guy is legit. And psh, dude, I mean, the guy's the guy won me so much money, you know, when he was in Oklahoma. But I'm just saying, it's like, fuck, he's still doing it in the pros. And his body type to me looks like he's he can last for a while, like Anquan Bolden and those kind of dudes. You know, he's not real smallish. So Hell of a fucking run he's having, you know, the last couple of weeks. And I think he's going to get pretty good. And even the next couple of weeks, not sure their matchups, but man, I mean, he's definitely a first rounder, you know, next year or a top wide receiver next year, for sure. hundred percent.
1: Even if he wraps out the rest be, of the
2: year, he's still a top guy.
1: Yeah. And to your point, King, he's probably going to be not just a first rounder, but if you're in a keeper league, I guarantee you he's going to be a keeper as well for a lot of guys so I mean,
2: he's definitely uh, ahead of a guy like A.J. Brown, right? He, he's ahead of a guy like that for sure, right? I mean, he's oh, right absolutely. up there with the digs. You know, I mean, maybe Justin Jefferson is and Tyreek Hill, those guys are in elite category. I would say those two guys are by themselves. But then you have the other guys, and I'll put Jamar Chase not in that elite category yet because he hasn't done it more than once, right? So he's in that other tier, and I think fucking homeboy's right there with them. Ceedee Lamb's right there with Jamar Chase. Stephon Diggs, you know, all these other guys, he's right there with them. Right. So he's just as good. And he definitely has the physical tools and he's got the
1: quarterback. Uh, it's, right? It's like you said, though, when you were talking about Justin Jefferson, the only thing holding him back is his quarterback. And wherever C.D. Lamb goes is the way of how Dak plays. Okay, so, so the
2: reality is this. Think about this, guys. And just like, you know, even like close your eyes and just think about the way the seasons went. Two years ago, the first year, Stephon Diggs was with Josh Allen. They blew up. It's the only guy he was throwing to. Stephon Diggs went off. Last year, so-so. This year started out like fucking hot balls, dude. Fucking couldn't put that shit in your underwear. Too hot. Fucking going to burn right through it. Look at him the last three four weeks. Right? It's consistency. I think he's going to end up with his tot- the same kind of numbers this year as he had last year. It's just going to come a different way. You know, he blew up in the beginning of the year and sort of just mellowed out towards the end of the year. He might have a game or two, but he's not blowing it up every week. So, and that's a little bit of the defense is changing on him. You know, defense is trying new things. And to me, I think there's only one guy who's sort of defense proof now because he's sort of seen everything that can be thrown at him. It's Patrick Mahomes. Get on his team. Hey, get DJ Moore over there, dude. Imagine that. Right? Trade him Sky Moore for DJ Moore. More for more. Anyway, I just saying, But I love me some C-
1: 100-yard mm-hmm. games every week. CD Lamb's good. He, he's
2: he's a top-flight guy, just as good as any of the other guys.
0: Yeah, and I hate giving the...
2: Right, and it's just consistency. Straight up. He's got a good quarterback, decent running game. So they're there,
0: man. I hate giving the Cowboys credit for anything, but they look like geniuses with that Cooper move and turning the passing game over to CeeDee Lamb as being the primary focus. Interesting. You
2: think they need, they still need someone else though. You think, I mean, you guys agree with that, right? I think that they're showing that they can get another good piece around them because Gallup is Gallup, but they need another burner or Mm -hmm. something to take the top off. And I
0: don't, you know, I don't think Odell missing. takes him over the top on that one. I mean, just coming off of another bad knee. I don't know. I don't know if he's what they, they're looking for. I think they can get out of Gallup what they would possibly get out of Odell at this point.
2: Yeah, but you know they're going to try to get yeah, him over the just, top. I'm, and I'm you down for that, the circus. So
0: they're going to push him on there.
2: Yeah. You know, it's like Deshaun Jackson. He's 80 years old and they're still running him on the fucking mm-hmm. fly, dude. dude. Don't do it to him. He's going to blow out a hip. He has to got his shit replaced you're I mean, fucking like we done for a week, we done for three years. I anyway, mean, just saying.
0: Just get him a rascal. <laughs> All right, guys. So get C.D. Lamb in your lineups. Get Geno Smith in your lineups. And if you need to go with a good streamer, go Mike White against the Vikings. Now it's time for our sits. Sit your ass on the bench. Like I said, you don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell off the field. And I'm going to start it off with. Old Tommy football, Tom Brady versus the Saints. And this is more of a call since Tom Brady has been in the NFC South. The Saints have been, you know, they've had a winning formula against him. Whether they win or lose, they just somehow always throw him off of his game. He's not as crisp. Mike Evans is a head case against the Saints. He's just too much of a gamer to just let things slide. So we'll see if Mike Evans even stays in this game. But it's just that Brady's just not Brady against the Saints, whether they have his number, whether they have him figured out. It's just not, we're not expecting a Tom Brady game. And really, Tom Brady hasn't had it together all year. Divorced Tom Brady has done pretty well. He did lose to the Browns last week. But what we saw last week was Chris Godwin getting targeted a ton, bunch of receptions, uh, but there was just nothing else. There was nothing to Mike Evans. There was no big, deep shots down the field. They weren't getting as much out of their screen game. With Rashad White, as you'd expect, just what we're used to with Lenny. Put all that together, it just it's just a bad recipe for Brady fantasy-wise. Now, they might win the game, but I think Brady will put up modest numbers. Don't expect too many touchdowns. And as of right now... I think King hit it in an earlier episode. He's really missing Gronk. He's really missing that security blanket that could also catch touchdowns and break, take it to the house. They're looking for that with Otten. They thought they had it with Bray. Yeah, I just don't see it happening right now. They might still get into the playoffs just off how shitty that division is, but I just don't see that offense clicking on all cylinders as it should. So sit your ass on the bench, Tom Brady.
1: You know, I don't disagree with that, but I will say this over the last, you know, couple of weeks, He's been playing a hell of a lot better. I think his head is starting to get right. He's starting to focus more on football than anything. And I just, I kind of like what's going on over there. It's a weak division. So we know that they're going to be able to uh, probably win the division because the only ones really contending with them is Atlanta. And we know that Atlanta's not going to be able to sustain anything. So the division is pretty much theirs. It's whether or not these guys are going to be firing on half cylinders because they're all old men. They don't have all cylinders left anymore. But as long as they're firing on half cylinders, they might be able to, you know, potentially do some damage in the playoffs. But I don't really count on it. I don't know. To me, it's kind of hard sitting him down this week. But I can understand why, you, why you're why you saying that. I just kind of think that over the last several weeks, he's played a lot better. And he's been getting some more fantasy points.
2: I, I'm the only thing that worries me, guys, is it's Monday night. And this guy just doesn't lose a couple games in a row. He just it's I don't know. And you're right, Bombo. Everything you're saying is right. Their team stinks. They're fucking old. Their offensive line stinks. I mean, Brady's he's gonna be lucky to throw over 250. You know what I mean? He's gonna throw 15, 16 times to Chris Godwin. He'll catch at least 10 of them. You know, I mean, that's all he's got. Mike Evans is so slow right now. Everything is so slow. But I just, I don't know, man. This guy's, and you're right. You're throwing it out there, Bombo. You're putting your shrimp and your nuts out there. Because you know what, dude? That's It's a Monday night or it's Tom Brady. I'm just, that's the only thing that worries me. But hey, hats off to you, dog. You know, I'll support you. (laughs) Let's fucking bench Brady, bro. Bench TB12
0: earlier in the year against New Orleans he had 11.4 fantasy points 192 yards one touchdown a fumble loss in a win so i i think in new orleans yeah, T- tampa's down to win
2: ugly on sunday afternoon yeah yeah on sunday afternoon this is monday night at home so oh,
0: yeah. I, I hear you, King. If Tuesday we're we're going through show notes and we find out that and you know, you tell me, oh, Brady threw for five touchdowns, four hundred and fifty yards. No, he's not gonna throw for
2: five, dude. But I'm, I'm not saying that, but I'm just going don't me. like betting against him on Monday night. That's all it's a Monday night or it's a standalone game. Brady's an idiot. I hate him. <laughs> he needs to retire already. He's done this year.
0: I think this is it. Our, Maybe one more year, huh? All right, King, who are you sitting on the bench this week?
2: I think, you know, because of the momentum you guys spoke about, because of, you know, the team winning, because of just the juice in the locker room, the guys playing for each other, playing hard. They've played really tough the last three or four weeks, you know, gotten some good wins. They got a great win last week, even though it's against a poor Chicago team. But I'm going to say Justin Jefferson on the bench. And it's not going to be more because of Justin Jefferson. It's going to be more because of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins can't run. He can't get out of the pocket. He's going to get smashed all fucking day. I forget what game it was earlier in the year, dude, but he got his ass beat. And he was just like, at the end of the game, and he I think he came back and won the game. Hats off to him in that game, but he don't want that again. He's at an age, bro, where he's, he's going to get hit in the first quarter, and he's going to start shoving this ball, just chucking it out there. He's going to be throwing picks. Or he's going to be throwing it incomplete and just get up the field. Well, I'm telling you, it's just, it's, yeah, Justin Jefferson, sit him out because Justin Jefferson gets lost to a couple games a year. He's already done it this year where he doesn't even show up, you know, and he has monster games on the other ones. So this is one of his games. He's going to disappear. Justin Jefferson, sit your ass on the bench.
0: Hey, so there's going to be some people that listen to this. And they're going to completely ignore that. It's Justin Jefferson. They're going to, They're. it's a set it, forget it, leave them in there, but hear me out. Not only do you want to go with Kings points, but we've seen Justin Jefferson get shut out by slay and Okuda earlier in the year. And the jets got sauce Gardner and sauce Gardner has been putting in work all year. And, I don't know. Are we to the point where we can say that Justin Jefferson can torch any corner in the league? Because this year I've literally seen him get shut out of two games against the Lions and the Eagles who have elite corners. Are we calling Sauce Gardner a elite corner? Well, I don't even know if they're going to play man against them, dog. I think you can.
2: The Jets played sort of like a fucking weird kind of, of zone deep. Yeah, hybrid. Where they'll like man him up, but they let him go. But they're gonna they're gonna have double coverage on him. They're gonna have bracket coverage on him. So whether it be in a zone look or in a, a man look, there's going to be another guy right there by him. Beat beat him with someone else. Hmm. You know, I think he's in that you know kind of mentality. Salah is take out your best weapon, beat us with somebody else.
1: Old man Thielen. Okay, so King, you kind of mentioned that you know cousins can't run. So I I just checked it out right now. I looked it up, and for the season. His highest rushing season was in 2017, 179 yards for the entire season. That's one game rushing of of freaking Justin Fields. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, and that's about right. He just doesn't run, guys. He's not a mobile quarterback. He's a pocket quarterback. And that's why I'm saying it's going to be so tough on him to get the ball deep. So what are you going to throw, a three-yard pass to Jefferson Jefferson every time? You can't.
1: That's a time he's going to have. Yeah, the Jets' front four is just going to be coming at him every single They're play. They're going to have to run the
2: ball, and there's going to be a lot of three and outs on both sides. I think, but I I think that uh, I just don't see him really like dropping back in a you know just in even a play action set and going seven steps and going back. He's just by the time he turns around, he's going to be one of those dudes right there, and they got dudes. On he's going to be pressured a lot. They got dudes on the line, so. Uh, I'm just Thank saying you. to me, I mean, I, and you're right, Bombo, 100%. Justin Jefferson's a fucking elite guy. You're not going to fucking bench him unless you've been listening to the show all year. Yeah. And you know that I might get lucky. You know what I mean? I might get lucky. Right? I mean, look, at mm-hmm. I did the Jalen Hurts thing. Fucker mm-hmm. got a touchdown. That's a spoiled it. You know, somebody, uh, I, I, got a, I got close a lot of times, guys. And then remember the Cooper Cup one? Yep. 67-yard touchdown take that out he's got like 50 yards for the game that's it
0: and we'll say right? it again and we'll say it again and i'll speak for king we're not saying that he's going to put a goose egg in your lineup we're just saying that 25 30 points that you're used to don't be surprised if it's 12 or 13 correct. and if it's 12 or 13 that's correct. you can get 12 or 13 from nico collins you know what i mean so if he's putting correct. up correct. that's that's what we're saying
2: you, you might be you might be better off playing what's the guy in baltimore demarcus robinson Mm, He's the yeah. number one there. You know what I mean. I'm just—he <laughs> was—he was on your pickup list a couple of weeks mm. ago. I'll stick that fucker in my lineup.
0: Just saying. Listen to our show. All right, T. Tell the listeners who you're sitting on the bench for week thirteen.
1: All right, my week thirteen sit your ass on the bench is going to be Jeff Wilson Jr. against the Niners. Mm. Week twelve was a little bit of a. Weak type of situation for him. He did not play well against the Texans. I'm just saying he just did not perform from a fantasy standpoint. There's a lot of shit talking going on between both teams right now. You got Jeff Wilson jarring, Mostert talking that shit. And then you got Debo. He's responding. I don't know, guys. I just really think that this week I love the Niners D. I love what that team is doing. And I really think that Miami is due to getting their face smashed. And I really think that the physicality of this Niners D is going to do that. So I don't think Jeff Wilson's going to be able to do much. He didn't do much against the Texans. I just don't think he can do something against the Niners. I don't know. I'm putting my coconuts out there. I think he's
0: had some great games since he got traded but I don't like his chances this week. I'm right there with you. I think that if there's a team out there that knows how to contain Jeff Wilson and has the personnel to keep up with Jeff Wilson, it's the guys that were playing him five days a week for the past three months, and that's the Niners. I don't know if anybody else does this, but you should be doing this when it comes to fantasy trading. If you're going to make a trade with somebody, look at when you play them later on in the year And whoever the players are involved, make sure that that player isn't coming back to kick your ass. And I think that when the Niners traded Jeff Wilson to Miami, they knew that that Miami game was going to be coming up and they were still fine with doing that trade because to the Niners, I don't think Jeff Wilson is going to be the one that beats them. I think they realized that when they traded him, they realized it's a good player going to a really good situation. But when we see later on in the year, that dude isn't going to be the guy that beats us. I think the Niners are going to win the coaching battle against Miami and it starts with containing that running game making sure that they don't give up big plays on the ground they're going to have their hands full with Tyree Kill but I mean the Niners D has come through all year I they're unexpected to be a high scoring affair if, if anything and if it is a high scoring affair I think the Niners have the same type of weapons on their side I mean no one has a Tyree Kill but they have they have gamers on their side yeah Jeff Wilson he's going to be part of a committee when they go against the Niners just because the Niners are going to be doing that as well so, yeah, give me Jeff Wilson sitting on the bench. What are you thinking? I'm a little
2: bit twisted, guys. I, I mean, I, I I see your points 100%, you know, and I think San Francisco, their their defense is banged up. They are getting healthy, but they're getting healthy in the back end right now. I think what saved their defense and what's really kept them awesome all season is their fucking linebackers are amazing, both of them, Green Law and fucking Fred Warner. These guys are fucking sick. I would just like to have one of them on my team. They got both of them. It's like a factory of linebackers over there. But anyway, but I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I agree with you about the coaching thing. I'm not going to say he's the better coach. He's a more experienced coach because I like this guy over here in Miami. And remember, that's who we was really learning from. So I know it's like you said, you know, take the pebble from my hand grasshopper (laughs) when you're ready kind of thing, you know, but. And he's probably not ready. But these are two of the best teams in the NFL playing this weekend. And one on the AFC side, and they've proven it. And two has proven it since he's come back from his injury. This team is formidable. And their offense is no joke. And it's not just Tyreek Hill, bro. It's Jalen Waddell, some A little sprinkle of some Mike Gisecki, if you guys are going to double team on the outside. You know what I mean? So they got weapons. That Sherfield guy's coming around. He's catching balls. You know, he's a bigger body receiver, and two was looking good. You know, they're trying to mix in a little bit of Miles Gaskin again, and get Miles Gaskin cooking in there. But I just I don't know about their running back situation. Totally, you know, I don't like Mostert. I didn't like him at the end of the year, and I don't know if Jeff Wilson can do anything against the Niners. So. You know, and watch us all be wrong, and fucking Jeff mm. Wilson fucking blows up as a sixty-yard touchdown run in overtime or something to seal the game. He's know, gonna go month.
1: for three Tuddies. Yeah,
2: you know what I mean. But it, it might just shake out. That he's way. gonna, you know, because sometimes he's is, gonna have it's a Josh book. Jacobs kind of game. And Bombo, how many times have you said this shit's the WWE, bro? Oh yeah, you know, a, sometimes the Jeff Wilson happened.
0: revenge game. The you know Jeff I mean? Wilson it's, and Mo- and most yeah, of revenge
2: games script. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and the Niners now, and he's he was gonna saying play it in the pre. They're going to play up before the game. He was saying the same thing in the pre-show. Yes. Yeah. Well, they're going to play it Great up. Story. They let they let him go. They let Wilson leave the team because they knew Elijah Mitchell was coming back. But now they lost Elijah Mitchell for the year. So they really want him back, but they can't do anything about it. And now he blows up on him. You know, it's like a fairy tale thing, dude. That's what I'm worried about. It's crazy. You know, no fucking logic, but.
0: Anyway, the teacher versus the student, the Jeff Wilson revenge game, all this going down <laughs> the same week as like the Deshaun Watson revenge game it was like, you know, the NFL is doing a good job booking this season. They're doing they're some good booking oh, going fuck on. Oh,
2: yeah, dude. It's working yeah. out. Yeah. Well, okay. But remember, dude, okay. There's a lot of games that were stinkers, right? That they thought were going to be good. Every Broncos game. You know what I mean? And it's just crap. Was it Kansas City? they Monday, Monday, Yeah. Or whatever, you know? Like I mean, Yeah, they expect the Rams to be good. Maybe they're not going to be the greatest, but you, you win a Super Bowl that you rapport. You don't usually drop off like this. They're going to set records for how bad they are this year. Just saying. Anyway, bye Jeff Wilson. Sit on the bench.
0: All right, Islanders. We just gave you our must starts and our must sits, and we'll throw it out there again. We're not the types to tell you to sit, guys, that you were going to sit anyway. There's lineup staples that will tell you to sit, and we're just letting you know. These guys might not get you those 20 or 30 points. And just be aware. That's all we're saying. Just be aware. That's going to wrap it up for our Starts and Sits for Week 13. For the King, Sweet Tea, I'm Bombo, and we are out.